Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again for another week is JD. How are you, mate? Fantastic, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, good. Um, well, let's just kick it off. There's a lot of news that's happened since we last recorded. Yeah. Um, we might as well jump straight into supercars. Okay. What's the big news that's come out this week about supercars? Well, there's been a bit of news going around, but the main uh, the main thing coming out of supercars this week was the testing of the all-new Mustang two-door coupe um, that is looking like it's going to be in, in the main game next year. Yeah, well, they've done lots of testing. That came out, I think, when was it? Was it Tuesday last week? Interesting. Yeah, the reception's been a Mixed. little bit... Mixed. Mixed, yeah, I would say 75% of people um, don't like it. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Speed Cafe's got a poll. Okay, let, let's see. What's their poll? The Speed Cafe poll is, are you a fan of the new Mustang supercar? Yes, no, unsure, needs to see the car in a proper livery. Yeah, Go. I, I, I believe the proper livery one is for me. All right, we'll vote for that. You are in the 26%. 42.71% of people said yes, they like the new Mustang. Okay. 31.15% um, said no, they don't like it. 26.14% said they're unsure. I'm I'm leaning towards the unsure no. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, 100%. Um, I understand why it looks the way it does. You know, obviously, we're trying to fit a, a circle shape in a square box. Yeah, and it, it just doesn't working. work. I'm now, after seeing the Mustang, I'm really hoping that Walkinshaw and Jetty United do not proceed with the Camaro. Yeah. Not until we, let's talk about Gen 3. Let's, let's go, all right, Gen 2 rules. We sort of still design the cars around this four-door sedan thing. Like, yes, they opened it up, but the dimensions of the, the jig, you know, the, the chassis that they pretty much have, is all for an old four-door sedan, and we can chuck whatever panels we want on it. They're still going to have to abide by those dimensions. Yeah, exactly. You know, roofline heights and roofline dimensions, i.e. length and width, mm. has to be the same across the field. And now we've got this car that's a two-door trying to fit into have you a seen four-door how space. long that door is? Yeah, it's yeah. massive. Yeah, so it, it does. Do not want to be the mechanic that has to work in the back of the car during a pit stop. Though. <laughs> it, it it does look a little bit out of shape, and yeah, you know, I don't blame DJR or the Ford people that are coming up with it. It's just you know they're trying to work with the rules, and unfortunately, the, yeah, the Mustang the is selling like crazy. Everyone, you know, Ford want to push the Mustang, but honestly, I think they probably should have held off maybe to twenty twenty two, and raced the Mondeo. Yeah, yep. It's hard, isn't it? Because we were discussing this earlier, but the, you know they've got so much development they need to do. So you know all this money they're spending on aero development and what and whatnot. Um, it's very hard for them to go to the Mondeo and then in three years' time, or twenty twenty two, twenty twenty two, four years, four years' time. Um, you know, change it all up again. Well, I guess they'd only get three seasons out of it, wouldn't they? Cause that they were late to the game. Yeah, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Yeah. So, and that, that, that's a quite a costly thing. They probably want to run probably four or five seasons out of there. But if they Gen 3 allows to a more refined, you know, say they go, all right, we can drop down the roof height oh, and allow a lot straight. more. Yeah, know. then you can go into the Mustang. So, but 
exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, like it, the rules are obviously going to change because we're not manufacturing four-door cars in Australia anymore. They're not um, even selling. No, no, they're absolutely not. I, I think that's why Ford's probably now pushing the Mustang out there. That Ford had nearly walked away from the V8s only three or four years ago. Mm. The Commodore was outselling the, the Falcon like four to one or maybe even more. Uh, and, you know, the, obviously funding constraints and, and whatnot probably push that as well. Now Ford's uh, become a bit more dominant in in the in sales, obviously with the Ranger and, and with the Mustang. Yep. And the Commodore is not selling very well. They've so told the co- they told to stop sending new Commodores across to Australia. They're like, no, nah, we don't need any more. Well, we're the stockpiling them at the moment. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's it's not... Maybe it's give it a couple more years. As Aussies, mate, they're like, stop built in Australia, don't want it. Yeah, like, yeah, but no other cars built in Australia, but the Commo was still built in Australia. Yeah. And that's why they were butthurt. Yeah. And I guess it's something that, you know, people go buy a, probably a Japanese built car or, or a, a um, an actual proper German built car or something like that instead. So it, it's, it's um, yeah, Holden's got a, an uphill battle on their hands. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see where that goes in the next five to ten years. What's your thought on that big-ass spoiler? Look, the spoiler doesn't worry me so much, but the the, the end plates. plates. Oh yeah, the it. spoiler. Well, we all know from our discussion at the start of the year that the actual spoiler, the middle wing, yeah, is the exact same across all three cars. Yeah, it's a controlled. It's part. a controlled part. The end plates, on the other, however, I don't believe are, con- are controlled parts because no, no, they're up to development and it comes in with your your error. I'm sure there's measurements that they have. There to has do to be, but all I'm seeing is like. How loose is that thing in the rear end to put a big end plates on that? Well, and big, the massive also, end plates are going to help. I think also because so what what happens is there's a measurement. I think it's from your rear axle line. So yep. if you put it straight up, ninety degree thing, go straight up, and then you measure back, and that's where your wing's got to sit, and it's got to be within those dimensions. There's no boot on these yep. things. So the, there's no boot on it. It's the same as the the ZB, ZB Commodore. Um, so they have to extend the boot out a little bit and then, you know, the more you extend the wing out further and further and further, you're obviously going to make the end plates quite strong because there's no structural yeah, yeah, rigidity it's got like 200 them. kilometer hour downforce on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to 300 kilometers an hour. So you've got all that, um, that air flow going over it and a lot of weight. Um, so that you never know. They might trim them down. Also, what you were saying is... Um, it's, it will help with like, say long sweeping corners and, and that stability, you know, just the sideways air movement, f- getting that flow of air probably. looks very much Formula One-esque with the spoilers, <laughs> like, does, you know, straight it? up, boom. Yeah. yeah, it does. A big, a big end plate. <laughs> yeah. Massive. I mean, sponsors would be happy. They're like, mate, oh, we could fit our logo there like several times over. Yeah. Plenty of room. Absolutely. Well, look, let's, let's reserve judgment until... We're going to be there in Adelaide, yeah. So we'll we'll let everyone know on Thursday what we think of the Mustang. Yeah, yep. Is it going to be stick it up in Adelaide, or is it still going to be all camo? Better be. It's they're racing it in Adelaide. Are they? Yeah, this is for twenty nineteen. That Mustang. Oh, Ad- sorry. I thought you were talking about Newcastle. I thought they were doing a demo at Newcastle. Oh, I don't think they will. Oh, uh, okay. I I thought they were going to do a demo at Newcastle. That's why I thought oh. you were talking about. No. Anyway. If they do a demo in Newcastle, I, that would be ballsy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I don't 2019, think they're going to... 2019, yeah. In Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, Adelaide for sure. Definitely yeah, have yeah. it ready. But yeah. must the Newcastle, maybe. Yeah. I think it would be a bit ballsy to put the car out there on display before. 
Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see because all the other teams obviously be looking over it with a fine tooth comb. Because when they had, like, when we were in Newcastle last year, they had the ZB road cars everywhere. Yeah, okay, yep. But they didn't have the race car on display. They had yep. the super utes on display. Yep. Um, but yeah, not that. I think you'd be... You'd have a few, like, Roland Dane might well, just wander over to the shell They tank. wouldn't be allowed to anyway because it, it's without their test days. They yeah. have fixed test days to do that sort of stuff. So, well, that's probably that is the big news that has come out this week, and you know we'll see how it all goes. Other news, you got much Formula One news? I mean, we got lots to talk about from Formula One, but what's any other news? We got Kubica oh, was very close to actually yeah. signing with Williams, apparently. Yeah, it looks like it's all coming together for Williams and Kubica to drive next year, which mm. is awesome. We'll be seeing him back in the. From what I read, apparently he's going to be signing sometime this week. So expect an announcement. There are just a few little details left to go over. Um, I'm excited about it, eh? I, I think it might help them with a bit more direction. Obviously, he's probably been helping them a bit this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously doing simulator work, being a reserve driver and stuff like that. But help the team go on a forward, mo- get m- forward momentum. Having an experienced it. driver back in. Like, at the moment, they've had a lot of... Younger drivers. Oh, at the moment, they'd been chasing the dollars, and you know, you can tell the team's suffered from it. They've not been Maybe getting they sponsorship dollars. You know, he had a race win for him. He did, and he Put had uh, a pretty good sponsorship package behind him, too. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of the best we've seen in Formula One. <laughs> we, we won't bring him back. <laughs> no. He, he did put his hand up for, um, for a seat, I think it was earlier in the year. He said he'd come back. <laughs> Mate, we brought back Danny Kvyat. Anything can happen. It's true. It's true. So, yeah, Ocon looks like he's going to be the test driver for Mercedes and simulator driver and reserve driver for Mercedes and Force India and possibly Williams. Yeah, isn't that a crazy little deal that he's got going on there? At least he's going to be keeping busy while he's not in an F1 seat. Yeah. He'll be doing so much simulator work, it won't, yeah, he won't know what to do with himself. I guess at least they're all Mercedes-backed teams. Yeah. Because you can be like, oh, I'm going to be a Mercedes test driver. I'll be Ferrari, Ferrari test Red driver Bull. and Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's um definitely uh, not the best uh, outcome for him. Obviously, losing his seat in, in Formula One, it's you know, a bit of a tragedy, to be honest. Mm. Um, good young driver to be having to move aside. Obviously, he probably doesn't hold hard feelings against Lance because you know he, he's just doing what he loves as well. But it it is sad to see him going. Yeah, I mean, not everyone has a dad that can buy the race team. No, that's absolutely I'm true. I'm interested to see how Force India go next year because, you know what, they did pretty well this back half of the season after they lost all their points. Yeah, and there's been very little development with the car too. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they started focusing on next year mm. right now um, and, and push forward. They probably would have written this season off already. Oh, when they well, they lost all their points, so I assume they would have started looking at next year. Well, that would be the... The good I'd, thing to do, yeah, yeah it'd be hundred percent just intensively look at trying to get lock in fourth place, maybe fifth place with Renault. Keep pushing forward uh, in next year's championship. That mm. would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. All right, well, let's jump over to the Formula One. Okay, um, we'll quickly touch on qualifying for the main bit. I want to talk about is Sebastian Vettel and the Way Bridge. Yep. Yeah. What's your take on that? Do you, did you see what happened? Did you yeah. want to explain to the people what? Yeah, okay. So there was a bit of a, it, I think it was Q2. Yep, Sebastian Q2. was pulled in for a uh, random uh, way, um, which they do quite often through all of Every the... Every car that enters the track, 
is subject to a random way. It's just a computer that goes, that yeah. number. Yeah, it'll just tell them. You get the red light when you come into the pits. Exactly. So there's a red light that comes on and tells you you have to stop and then you have to obey the way marshal's instructions because they're all officials there. Um, They tell you to turn the engine off because they don't like it when you weigh the car with the engine running because the vibration You're not even allowed to drive your car up onto the thing. You're meant to be pushed. Yeah. So, and uh, anyway, Sebastian refused to turn the engine off originally. I think he did pull it into neutral and shut it down, and then he turned it back on with the electric pack. Yep. And then he decided he would, uh, as soon as they moved the cone out of the way, he would drive himself forward. The car rolled backwards as he grabbed the clutch, and as he went forward, it span and twisted and moved the plates around and whatnot, and um, Broke. damaged the, the, the way scales. Broke the way bridge, yeah. So the, the urgency in this was the rains were coming. So Ferrari went out, and everyone else did a banker, and they were all on super softs. Yeah. Ferrari decided to roll the dice, and like, we're going to have a gamble here. Let's start the race on the soft tyre. Yeah, yeah. And so they, were, they got told in, they're like, boom, Kimi and Vettel pretty much pitted at the same time. Kimi got let go. Vettel got pulled over into the pit marshals, and he was just really frustrated by the fact that he had to do this way bridge thing. Yeah, yeah. Not that, I don't think it was the fact that he had to use the, do the way bridge. Uh, everyone's subject to that. It stops people from running your cars under weight. Of course, it's that. qualifying too. But it's, it's also, the rain was coming. If it was a dry session and it wasn't the urgency. Yeah, there, I think there was still six minutes left in the session. Yeah. So there was still a fair amount of time. It was just the the um, urgency of the rain actually looking like it's about to come down. But the fact that Vettel almost ran over one of the the marshals when he first hit the cone. Yeah. And then yeah. the idea is you're meant to get pushed up onto it, weighed, pushed off, and then you can go. Yeah. And then he uh, tried to drive up. Drove up on there, turned the car off because the vibration in the engine won't give you an accurate reading of the weight yep. of the car. Drove off, shifted the waybridge, way waystation, whatever we want to call it, broke it, and then he ended up getting like a twenty-three thousand euro fine or something. Now, do you think the crime fitted the um, penalty in the end, or do you think it should be worse or better? If the f- I think the reason why he got away is they got an accurate reading of the car. They actually weighed the car. It was within weight. It was fine. If he broke it before they got an accurate reading, boom, you're done. We couldn't weigh your car. Mm. Yeah, I, I understand that as well. I honestly think, <clears throat> excuse me, honestly think that it was maybe a little bit soft because we were discussing it, this earlier, you know, 23 thousand euro to us sounds it's like huge a amount of money yeah you know, it's a, probably a year salary for most um lowing or middle income wage groups um yet for sebastian, for, for sebastian or ferrari yeah just like it's a drop in the ocean you know this is a gets paid like 50 million dollars yeah a year you know so we you know it's probably like a day's wage mm. and he got half of that suspended so if he doesn't do anything else wrong till the end of the year he's fine yeah, it's. I I'm not all for I I look I don't like grid drops because I think it can sometimes ruins the racing. Sometimes it makes for good racing. Like we look at Daniel coming through the field. This race was good. It's great. Um, but it it ruins his race. Mm. He had a chance of maybe battling for a win this weekend, but once yeah, again, Red Bulls come out of nowhere. I didn't think they were going to be as strong as they were. Me neither. I honestly thought it's a bit of an engine track as well, just because that sweeping corner. But obviously, they're just getting out of those last corners so well that they could uh, 
keep enough speed down the straights and then obviously they're the best car well, everywhere else. Christian Horner pretty much said all weekend, they're like, we're not going for qualifying. Yeah. Straight, I, I think that. on, did, I think Crofty or someone said that Max tweeted on Friday, we're just concentrating on race setup. Yeah. And that it showed. It did. It did. They looked after their tyres the best out of any of the other cars. So, um, and that was their strength. Mm. So, but yeah, going back onto the Vettel incident, I think maybe it was a little bit could be on the softer side. I think, it's but on then the if soft you just side. go to someone on the street going, "Hey, did you think you know a twenty three thousand euro fine is a bit you know good exam a decent penalty?" Most people would be like, "Yeah," but they're thinking it is in their own bank account. And I also think, I guess it's one of those things you can't. You got to make it so it's a, it, it, you know if Ocon did the same thing, you give him the same fine. Yeah, you've got you can't single Vettel out just because he's a high because he's a high wage. earning driver. Yeah, yeah. So it is a hard one. I am sitting a little bit on the fence on it. I honestly think it probably should have been some sort of other penalty involved, but some just because he was service. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that, <laughs> won't we? Um, yeah, just because he he was being pushy with officials and it's just not on. But he no, didn't show them that. any respect. Yeah. He was clapping his hands like, "Come on, come on, let's go, go, go." Yeah, I'm like, they're like, all right, those guys are probably getting paid and stuff. But it's like any motorsport that you, any your local motorsport, the guys there, like the flaggies and all the other officials helping out, they're not getting paid to do it. Yeah, they're, they're there so you, people can go racing. Yeah, and I don't think it was a good look to show the young drivers how they should behave. No, I agree. I agree. There was two incidents this race that I think young drivers shouldn't watch. Yes. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's one of those. The other one was don't drive like Ockham. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So quickly touch on the qualifying results. Lewis Hamilton took out pole from Sebastian Vettel. Um, there really wasn't too much in that. Valtteri Bottas come home, uh, finished in qualifying third. Kimi Raikkonen in fourth. Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo come home fifth and sixth. But Ricciardo then took a further grid place penalty, and I think he started eleventh. Marcus Ericsson had his season best result, um, qualifying sixth after Daniel Ricciardo's penalty. Yeah, um, hasn't he really? become a lot stronger this year now he's not going to be there next year his car sucked on sunday it did it did and he had parts falling off of it left right and center it did and he just went backwards straight <laughs> off the side of the line well, i was he like retiring as well he did he yeah. said on the radio i can't drive this thing yeah it's it's this thing it was unfortunate because charles leclerc's managing to drag that salba up higher than i think it should be but then Marcus Ericsson managed to bring it up onto six, and you're like, all right, maybe these cars are genuinely a genuine, you know, yeah, up the, there. Yeah. And unfortunately, I would have liked to see Marcus Ericsson had the car, have the decent car underneath him on the Sunday. Well, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, he's going to go to his last hurrah. I think now it will also do well at the next race as well, which yep. is good for them. Um, but yeah, he's off to IndyCar next year as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Well, he's going to have his power there, Alonso, with him. So yep. it'll be interesting. Well, we didn't even touch on that in the well, news. Should yeah, we touch we, on that now? Well, why not? Why not? We've brought it up. We brought it up. Good to segue, man. Good segue. Yeah. So Alonso is going back to do the Indy 500 next year. He is. This That's time exciting. with McLaren Racing. Yeah. So this will not affect their Formula One No, issues. absolutely not. They're, they're going to be running a McLaren 
old built car, I guess. Um, they're not, not sure basically, they they're building not. Of it, but are, are they buying it or are they going to build it? I don't know. But yeah, they're, they're going to run their own. It's not going to be team. like Andretti United or yeah. whatever the Andretti Motorsport is in America. So they're going to be running their own team. Uh, with, with Alonso's Honda. favorite engine supplier, yeah, Honda. Honda. Honda are going to be uh, the engine supplier, which now you said something at the start because you well there yeah so so there was rumours that um, Honda uh, sorry that Alonso was going to it was at the start there he was going yeah. to sign with Indy yeah he's going to go, move over to Indy um, but then he had all this other stuff that was going around basically about how much he had canned the the Honda engines when they were uh, the engine supplier for obviously McLaren. the McLaren Formula One team. So uh, there was rumors going around that Honda might not supply him with an won't, engine. Won't if, anything to do with if him. If Andretti or someone of that sort signed him on, they didn't want him as a part of their team anymore, uh, and they didn't want to supply engines to them. So because we saw the livery Japanese, just before. Yeah, they're a Japanese company that are very much about respect and whatnot, and they they think that they were sort of not showing the respect that they had uh, earned. I and think that Alonso, like yeah, right, probably was a bit harsh on them, but their engines were shit, and someone needed to tell them. Oh, I'm sure they knew. I'm sure they knew, but they didn't want it all over the media. Yeah, look, um, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know that you've got the two sides of the coin. You know, McLaren and Honda. Basically, Honda were the lowest powered uh, engine out there. They were ha- having a lot of failures as well, which was you know, worst case scenario, low power and failures. Yeah. You know, you could probably deal with best engine out there as in power levels, but failing every now and then. Yeah, yeah. At least when it does work, you look like a god. Yeah. Um, but McLaren also had their own problems as well. The car's pretty rubbish, has been for three years. They're the best chassis on the grid. Oh, yeah. They kept telling us all that, didn't they? What happened this year when they got a Renault engine? <laughs> They're worse than where they had a Honda engine. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it is interesting. So... But it looks like he's going to be driving a Honda-powered car. Mm. So he's really trying to get this triple crown. He is. He's he got to get after nothing. Because he got the Le Mans, isn't it? Yeah, Le Mans, Le Mans, Monaco, Monaco. Yep, and the Indy Five Hundred. Yep, and then the Hidden Valley Triple Crown. Yeah, well, there is other triple crowns you can get. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's more lucrative. Well, this one's harder to get. No one's ever done it. No one's ever ever got it. Yeah, see, people have the other triple crown. Yeah, exactly. See, Alonzo? <laughs> Come to Darwin. Look, give us a call. We'll hook you up in a supercar. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure if you gave me a call, I'd just be like, call my old mate Roland. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need a supercar up here in Darwin. <laughs> got this guy you might know. He's called Alonzo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well. But he wants to drive a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, the qualifying, yeah, that was, that was a good result for... Charles and Ericsson. That's what we sort of touched on. And <laughs> yeah, that's where and... we stopped. Yeah. Has to looking strong again in qualifying as well. Mm. Ninth for Roman Grosjean. All right. Jumping to the race on the Sunday. What happened to Vistel? Vistel. Vettel? Vettel. Yeah. What happened to Vettel off the start of the line? Like, why well, didn't he know. go anywhere? So the original time, it looked like it went into like an anti stall or something like that. And then One, it didn't go when in they, gear. When they did the formation lap, yeah. he dropped like eight cars behind. Yeah. Um, and then on the, the actual start, it just, 
I understand they didn't have the the um the softest compound tire on, obviously, with their what they did in in Q two. Um, it took that like ten laps to start matching race pace. Yeah, it took ages for the tires to come on. I thought maybe they set the pressures really low or something like that to try and make it a a longer first stint to try and um stretch it out, stretch and then it have right a good out, and then have a really strong finish to the race. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, it took 10 laps for them to come on. Mm. When they started to come on, I don't know whether it was the other cars were slowing down because Hamilton was obviously struggling and so was Bottas Hamilton's on engine almost died this race. Yeah, well, the, the engineers come out and said that he was pop, um, like one more lap, they reckon, at full race pace on and it could have failed. lap 28, they, got t- they told Toto that this engine is gone, that the engine's going to fail. And then it did another lap. And they're like, it's going to fail. And then it did another lap. And Toto's like, you, look, come tell me when you know something. <laughs> Pretty much. It's just like, just shut up. We're going for it. Yeah. They were trying to win the Constructors' Championship. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, But the Mercedes really looked pretty average this weekend. It did. It wasn't looking after its tyres. And this comes back to something that happened a little while ago with the rim controversy. They hadn't been running their little holy rim that cools the... Uh, cools the rim down, which helps the tire, tire attempts a lot. So there's been a lot of tricky stuff going on. It's, Mercedes has been pointing a lot of fingers at Ferrari this year about cheating, but there's also been a couple of fingers thrown back, and it's been from Red Bull and Ferrari uh, looking at their rim configuration of how they had the holes in the rims to cool the rims, which um, Red Bull did, I think, three or four years ago, trying, or maybe more, five, six years ago. And it was ruled to be against the rules then. But they were using like directed holes or something like that. And it was to help with aero as well. With That's because Adrian Newey is a crazy man. Yeah, he's he a crazy man. He'll, yeah, he works. Yeah, everything's, you know, to that nth degree. Mm. So, um, yeah, the, they've stopped running them because uh, the FIA come through and sort of said they were okay. And then there was a lot of protests put in and then Mercedes stopped running them in case they did get pinged for it at a meeting. Um, and since then they've struggled a bit more with tire temperatures at these big, these hotter tracks. This track, one of them, they started having tire delamination issues everywhere. Like Bottas just fell off the pace. I'm so glad I didn't tip Bottas this weekend. The the blistering they had was unreal, wasn't it? Mm. And then early, we, yeah, too. early, early. Like Bottas was the first to pit. Yeah, on like lap seventeen. Yeah. I think Max ran to like lap 30. Yeah, Max was going strong too. His pace was matching his the other guys as well. Good. Yeah, he he was doing a great job. He like, carved you through the thought, field at the start of this race. was great to watch. The, this was a really entertaining first 20 to 30 This is laps. one of the best races I've watched all year for excitement levels. This constant. made me go, I want to go to the Brazilian Grand Prix. I don't. Why? I'd love to go there, but it's just too much crime can't paint everyone with the same brush. Okay, two teams got robbed last year at gunpoint. Yeah, but they're not going to rob us. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of pasty white boys walking through. <laughs> Come on. We've got take my wallet written all over <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm sure there's night there's this Oh, there's no. no there'd be, great place. There, there'd be uh, you know a hundred thousand good people to the one bad person. It's just there's a lot of the bad there's, people. There's there. a lot of people. It's a big, there, so. it's a big population. 
I still think, you know, we do it a fly in, fly out. We fly oh, in Thursday in. with the team. We'll helicopter we, in like Lewis does. We'll piss off on fr- a Sunday night. As soon yeah. as the race is done, we'll fly out and then we'll celebrate somewhere else. But I think it'd be a great race to go see. Oh, absolutely. See, I've done my first wet race. I got it out of the way. I'm like, yeah, man, we can do a wet Brazil. We'll be yeah. fine. It's probably a bit warmer. Yeah. Well. Yeah, no, it does look like a fantastic and a party atmosphere. Absolute party. Mate, up on the hill looked great. Yeah. Now, everyone in the crowd was going nuts, especially where Max was making all those passes. Uh, he was driving so well at that start of the race. He was absolutely carving the field up and looked like he was having a ball doing it too. I watched, at the start of the race, right, Hamilton was leading. I was like, ah, nice, got myself a point. And then when Max uh, got him you know, up. I've waiting for this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Uh, I did. I didn't almost in turn up tonight. Oh, no, I did actually straight after the race. I'm like, we're even. <laughs> Yes, yes. Anyway, continue. When Tell your story, mate. Craving, you know, carving up through the field, the crowd was going nuts. And I was like, you know what? I don't even care. This is a great race. Go, Max. Yeah, and? Well, then Ocon, like, was an idiot. Should we talk about that? Or is well, it... we've got to cover it, don't we? It's probably the biggest thing of the whole race, to be honest. It was huge. So, the, Max is obviously being quite dominant. This is after the pit stop. Max had like a five-second lead over Hamilton at this stage. Yeah, he was. He had actually was just really controlling the race. Um, absolutely, it looked like he was just going to cruise home for the win, um, which would have been a back-to-back win, first time ever for him. Yep. Um, and then his old go-karting mate, Ocon. Yep. Uh, they had a little coming together. What happened there, Michael? I, th- I think that so, someone was trying to pass someone and then someone come together with the other person, didn't they? That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. yeah okay. So Ocon actually pitted the lap before. And so he was on a brand new set of ultra uh, super softs. Yeah. The, the softest compound. He was behind Max for the first lap after he came out of the pits. His team apparently was telling him, you know, this is killing our race. You need to get past Max. You're faster than him. Yeah, yeah. He was. He got it past him. But it's like, so Ocon's come around the outside of turn one, got halfway past him. Yeah, I agree And then that. just yep. sort of assumed that Max was going to back out, I guess. Oh. It wasn't even real full halfway past. They, oh, look. We can play devil's advocate here because I am sitting on the fence in this one. I think Max should have given him more room. Max probably should have given him more room, but I don't think it should be to the race leaders. Um, I don't think it's something that when you're leading a race, you should be worried about. If Ocon was going to make the pass, make it a lot more dominant past the first corner, like what Max was doing when he was getting past the people. He yeah, was but Im- Max was running people off the road up the inside and then wiping him off the corner as he passed them, which is fine. That's how the rules are in F1. Everyone, that's normal. Everyone. Yeah. Ocon went around the, around the outside. Where Mac, you know, if you're significantly faster, you should have well cleared him by turn one. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I agree and I disagree with everything you've said. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. No, continue. Well, they made contact. Like it was, was it Ocon's front wheel at the back? Yeah. So, they had a they interlocked wheels. Wasn't past the B pillar. They interlocked with well, they were so Ocon was actually nearly three quarters part, so three quarters up to the inside. So his front tire was nearly equal with the back side of the front tire of uh, Max's car. Mm-hmm. But when Max starts turning right, 
to take the apex of the next corner. You can see Ocon goes, uh-oh, this is not going to work. He starts to take curb and comes back a bit. Yeah. And that's when they actually make contact, which is uh, Ocon's left front tyre into Max's uh, right-hand side pod. And then they clip wheels, yeah. which then spins both of the vehicles. Smashes the floor. I mean, destroys... hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Because really, you should have just been like, Max, you should have just like backed out of it for half a second. Let him go. It wasn't ruining your race. Yeah, then and this this is my big point, and it's obviously what Lewis and Vitella both said on reported saying to Max as well. Is Max, why'd you even get in a fight with him if he was clearly faster than you? Why fight him? You're yeah. just ruining your race. Was this just a a dominance thing? You can't let someone pass. So that was their view. Like, why ruin a race win because you couldn't let someone pass? Yeah, yeah. Especially it's like it's not you're not losing a position. It was a lap down. Yeah, he wasn't going to catch up to you again. Yeah, I can understand if he thought, "Oh, yeah, but it's going to be two laps, and then he's going to be slower than me again." Maybe I can understand with not letting him pass, but you know, he was battling to get his lap back. If there's a safety car or something, he's going to be straight up. He's slower in the end. Once Max starts passing, uh, catching up onto him, he's going to get blue flags. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think yeah, it was one of those ones where. I can see why Max was really pissed. Yeah. And I think looking at the onboard, I mean, granted, you're seeing it. You can't look, not that they can turn their head too oh, much Oh, they can't anyway. see much. It looks like Max just thought he pulled out of it. I think that's what Max thought he did. Yeah. It was a really weird thing. Like, watching that, I was like, hold Because that bit wasn't even telecast live. No, it wasn't. We just come to them when it was live, just come to them both stopped on the side yeah. of the road going, Because I looked at the here? little, the ladder and I seen that, you know, Max had a five second gap lead over Hamilton and then all of a sudden Hamilton's ahead. Yeah. And I was like, mate, that cost me a lot of money for Ocon to run into him so I could get that point. <laughs> so while we're talking about points, you want to get up there and put uh, that yeah, extra yeah, point yeah, up there, bro? All right, all right, all right, all right. So how, how, what are the points now, Michael? We're both on 11. Are we equal, are we? We are equal. Now that means whatever I pick, JD's going to pick. No, I was going to do that for you before. I'm going to win this, mate. you got to win it now. Well, we'll see how it goes. Grab that. The black one. This one? No, no, we don't use the permanent marker. We use the whiteboard markers. Just hey, you get equal points and now you get <laughs> Libby, all right? Calm down over there, right? I haven't led this championship yet. Uh, oh, I got a point. Oh, JD got a point. <laughs> oh, I can't get it off there. Yeah, yeah. Put you, it you back in his... All right, I I'll put it back. Look, he, he is getting bossy over there. Look. That's my birthday present over there. What a bloke. Yeah, right. Look, you got your point. So it's really like this championship for us is coming down to the wire. I know it's it's obviously better than Formula One. This uh, this championship, of ours, mate. More people are caring about this championship. Well, especially right now. Yeah, oh, you don't even probably know. a you know, supercars is a thousand people back in Britsworth and wherever else their other factory is for for Mercedes probably care a lot right now. But still, you know, this is the one nah, that matters. They probably right don't now. care that much anymore. They're very hungover at the moment. I imagine. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was a huge party for him. Well, actually, yeah. it's still Tuesday. So, yeah, no, they're probably still drunk. It's true. It's true. They've got a week and a half off before they have to get to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I doubt there's any updates coming either. No, no, no. It's repair. Well, obviously, replace Hamilton's engine. 
So because you know yeah. that one's probably going to die. It's true. Now, will he get an engine penalty? No, because he took all those engines. I don't think if he use if he uses an old engine, then he won't. Yeah, I think. So he's only still if he takes a engine. new engine, I hey, think he's he still got it. an engine he can use. So I think he'd be right. Can he use like a new one, take a penalty, and then you're like next season, you're like, oh, but I used this engine last season. No, it's, it's at the start of the season you get Certain three well three new engines. Is it going down to two next year? Hope not, because these cars don't make it. No, they can't. It's ridiculous as it is. Stupid. I understand we got to make these, you know, restrictions in here so you can't have people just going, I'm going to use this engine this qualifying session and I'll use a new one for the race. And yeah, but how many times this year have you seen someone that's coming second by like four or five seconds go, oh, well, I'll just turn it down now and, and we'll coast to the end and come second. Yeah. It happens more often than you see because it's just they're, they're saving engine mileage at high high power. Apparently, the drivers are pushing for a lot more one-stop strategies where or they want tyres that they can push the whole race. Yeah, well, obviously, the, the drivers are getting fed up with having to babysit the tyres for 99.9% of the laps, and then you know they, they get to push for half a lap, and then the tyre's cooked. It is hard trying to get new people into Formula 1 when one-third of the race, or probably more than that, yeah, is tire conserving? Where you're like, they're not pushing you. Oh no, no, they're they're now conserving tires. Let's well, wait for the last ten laps and hope we're I all think close. It, it's Formula One can be quite a different uh, motorsport. It's it's very intellectual sometimes because it's a very bunch of strategized motorsport. Mm. Not saying that any of the other motorsports aren't because they all are, but Formula One with its tire strategy is definitely probably one of the the highest strategy. Um, you know, it, it's all about you know, do we do we pit in five laps time and we go slow now, but we fast later, or, and it's, it's or do we pit like now and cover them off, or do we pit early? Yeah, you know, the variables that they're dealing with in Formula One are so minute. They're like we're worrying about like you know milliseconds. Oh yeah, especially when you look at a a, a crappy pit stop these days is three seconds. You see Ferraris one point eight five. Yeah, so there you go. Like, at you know, you nearly double if you get a three second pit stop, you're way out the window. Max did a three-second pit stop. They did, didn't they? Yeah, didn't didn't affect him much, but no. In the end of the day, the fact that Max come back within one point three seconds of Hamilton, or one, was it? Yeah, one point four. Sorry, nearly one point five. One point four six nine. Not a bad result considering he, he was facing the wrong way when Hamilton went past him. Especially because he had a big slide in the tires, which I thought mm, they might have some flat spots. Um, flipped off Ocon. Yep, Where he slowed down to go past Ocon, give him the finger. Uh, quite a damaged floor. Yeah. Um, I would be interested to see if there was any other damage around the suspension area because it did actually jump in the air when it rotated. Yeah, it went up. I think all four wheels went in the air. Yeah, so it would be interesting to see because he still drove the wheels off it and uh and come back at um Hamilton at the end of the race he was right in the window like he was getting DRS and out of DRS and um yeah he was looking like he could be on for a pass but then if the race was another four or five laps longer oh, he would yeah. have been on five more it. laps Hamilton uh, Hamilton would have lost it and Max would have won it Daniel Ricciardo did a fantastic job at the end of this race yeah he was battling as well wasn't he he was mm. absolutely right up the end of um Kimi Raikkonen's he Ferrari he must have been pretty happy at the end of this race. like He finished one, a race. He got to the end. That's fantastic. A round of applause for yeah. you know, Ricardo. But he was very competitive and they were quick. Those Red Bulls were ridiculously quick. 
They were a lot faster than I think anyone thought, even Red Bull. Uh, I don't for think this Red Bull thought they were going to be this good. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it was good to see him battling through the field, even with his penalties, and uh, coming at home in a great fourth position. Mm. All right. After the race, mate. We've all yes, pulled mate. into the pits. Well, you know, we've gone into Park Ferme. The winning cars have gone into their winning section. Yeah. Ham- uh, Hamilton's off, waving to the crowd, jumping, celebrating his five times world championship and five constructors championships in a row. Yeah. It's a pretty big feat. It is. It is. It's uh, Considering Mercedes so is dominant. Like, you know, have now jumped up to like one of the best mis- um I constructors. Think second in the constructors now, ever. And they've only they've the number of race starts they've done is minimal compared to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. But so Hamilton's now won 40 Six or something. He's races. won basically fifty percent or forty nine percent of the hybrid era races. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Especially if you think Nico um, Rosberg won a championship and left. Yeah, like obviously his teammate Bottas hasn't been really doing that great, not stealing too many wins off him. So he's gone into a very dominant time now again, and um, Ferrari obviously come out great guns this year and, and they've been up and down too much this year uh, not all Ferrari you know a little bit of Vettel's fault as well so it'll be interesting to see how they go next year as well but yeah it's been so dominant from Mercedes and Hamilton they've just been the dream team yeah going it's through been, this and considering era. he got so much crap at, when he went oh to when he left yeah when McLaren. he left McLaren yep and was like you're going to a team that hasn't won and you're like yeah well hopefully Ricardo does this you know Maybe you know something. But anyway, let's talk about the punch-up. All right, punch-up. Jesus, you sound like all the tabloids and freaking news articles I've been reading. Mate, oh, mate. there was a brawl. Yeah, there was a wild brawl. And Ricardo yeah. comes in with a steel chant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it. Um, there was a bit of an incident after the race. Max was so pissed off that he didn't even hang around for his interview on the podium. He didn't hang around Did downstairs. Did he see him on the podium? He just walked straight, straight off. Straight off. Like, yeah. grabbed his champagne. He's like, going to need this. Get yeah. A glass of on with this. Yeah. So, he just left the podium. Obviously, he was on for a good win, and he he lost it because of the incident with Ocon, so he wasn't in a mood to party up there. Um, but Before that, he... Down at the scales. Yeah. De- so, when he come off the track, and uh, they're doing all the interview things and stuff like that, he went for a little bit of a walk, maybe found Ocon where he's getting weighed, and then... Decided he'd have a, a a gentleman's discussion with him. Very much a gentleman's discussion. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he he gave him a few shoves, and um, Ocon looked at him like, "What are you doing, man?" Ocon did a pretty good job not to hit back. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He was like, "Push and shove, mate. You're the one that looks like an idiot right now." Yeah, I agree with that too. Ocon did the right thing. Um, Max has been out calling him a pussy and all those other sorts of things and acting a little bit um, unprofessional, I think. Mm-hmm. You, know, you sort these things out in private, I think. Mate, do it in the pub after a few drinks. Yeah, well, and not even that. Just sort it out behind closed doors. Don't sort it out in the media. And no, you don't. No, that's face. not what you need to see. So Max, actually, so Max pushed and shoved Ocon around. He got a two... He got in trouble. Yeah, he got... He got a two-day uh, community service, basically, by the FIA. Yeah. Lucky not to get excluded. 
was very lucky not get excluded. Did that in Australia? I reckon they would have excluded you. Yeah, it's but interesting it's, yeah, to see. It? Well, with who is it still the FIA that CAMS doesn't get a say in it when they're no CAMS don't no FIA run it because CAMS is very much like don't touch another driver. Yeah, it it is interesting to see that there was Moffat got done banned with from the rest of the meeting when he had these little touch up with Glenn Wood. Yeah, yeah. So it is interesting. Um, I'm surprised there wasn't more done from it. Surprise is not two days and a $23,000 fine. Well, maybe not a fine, but a maybe some uh, points on a license or something like that for un, um, you know, bad conduct. I don't know if you can do that. I don't because know Because it's, it's not a driving offence. Yeah, but you can still, like in go-karts, you can cancel someone's license if they do something like that. I don't know yeah. if it transfers across. And yeah, obviously FIA is a, a different kettle of fish compared like to most other sports. Has to go somewhere and give a speech somewhere. I don't know. That's that I've been thinking about it as well. I'm like, it's a bit of a joke because they'll just you know fluff it up so he can Here's do whatever press release PR yeah. thing. Oh, he's doing his community. Oh yeah, he's going to going to hear about. He's going to go to a school and see some kids. Like, you know what I mean? Make him like you have to flag marshal Le Mans twenty four. <laughs> Oh, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> that uh, be that's pre- it. That's your penalty. Yeah. It's two days worth of work. I think you'd sue them. <laughs> Try and get out of it. <laughs> that's your penalty. Yeah. No, it, it is interesting to see. Yeah, I, I hope they release what he does. I doubt we'll see anything about it. I don't think we're going to see anything. Yeah. They just want to look make it look like he's been punished. Yes. Well, well Christian Horner actually come out and said that he thinks he should have punched him sort of thing. So I would I imagine this punching. is going to be something we're going to see, you know, four or five years down the tra- track. Oh, here's the highlights video of Verstappen pushing, you know, Ocon. Yeah. A bit like, you know, you you see it all in the, you know, the previous drivers have all done stuff like this. There's oh, one yeah. every decade. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot more in the 80s and 90s and 70s. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. When it was a bit more socially accepted to... You know, well, push and shove. I think it probably happened a heap more back then, and it was just rarely caught on camera. Where now there's so many cameras, you just can't do anything in the in the paddock anymore. So, and that's you know the drivers need to understand that the, this sport is there for the kids as well as the adults. Mm. So, and it's just not what the kids need to see. Yeah. So, uh, and I agree with that. Especially like kids are the most vulnerable. They're the ones. They're like sponges, mate. FIA probably or FOM probably could have maybe not broadcast it as well. Broadcast it. That was oh the, they didn't did they another it's, channel, yeah they didn't yeah you're you're exactly right it was a lot of private videos as well yeah. from phones, so at least that's good, yeah. at least they're not publicising it, but it was it made for an interesting race gave us some stuff to talk about, fantastic race over the weekend you know congratulations to Lewis Hamilton for his yeah you schmuck like was it a hundredth Mercedes losing me a point win? you bastard it's like well Mercedes. gaining you a point. <laughs> I tipped him, mate. You uh, had the chance. You, you tipped Vettel. He was horrible this weekend. I know. I think Ferrari have given up on this year completely. I think Vettel's given up on Ferrari. Do you know Kimi Raikkonen is now Ferrari's last pole position person, last race winner, and last driver's champion? There you go. Mm. Is that a Reddit tidbit? Yeah, it was. Yeah, there you go. 
I know that's where you get all your good bits. That's where I get all good bits. <laughs> Everything's on Reddit, mate. If you're not on Reddit, what's, what are you doing with your life? Oh, there you go. We are coming up to Newcastle. Yes, we are. We will be there. So if you're down there, come say hello. We'll be sitting in Grandstand 9 down near the water. That's very descriptive. Well, they, they've all got their names. Yep. We were in Grandstand 11 last year. Now we're in Grandstand 9. Come see us. We'll be down there. Who Message us on Facebook if you want to get a hold of us while we're down in Newcastle and catch up. We're more than happy to go to a bar for a drink or whatever and yeah, see we'll, some fans or talk to you, get your opinion on what we've been talking about. Yeah, so we'll definitely be there. We'll be available. We're there Thursday night to Monday morning. Don't contact us Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night's going to be big regardless. Is it? Is it? Yeah. was last year. We was ended up it? drinking with the Erebus boys. There you go. Oh, well. Uh, a lot of people well, to catch up with. boys and girls. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots of people to catch up with. I know up what you mean. Um, who's your pick? Nah, um, I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it to me. Uh, so what are we... T- we, we, we Okay, la, 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 la. Where are we starting? Super twos. <sighs> let me think. Let me think. Now, bear in mind that Jacobson's on a pretty good run. Kirk Kostecki's pretty good. Macaulay Jones is looking to make a move up. Dumbrell was leading the championship, and Chris Pitha is trying to fight with him. Yeah, I was thinking about Pitha. I've given you a few options. Piff is the one I kind of had first in my head, but... Dean Fiore can pull things out of the hat, too. And the, the Nissan should be pretty quick there, I reckon. Bryce got a podium last year in the Nissan. Mm. I'm going to lock in. Locking in. God, this is so hard. <laughs> so tense, mate. You should see everyone listening <laughs> to this. They're like, come on, <laughs> come on. Don't. <laughs> Ten seconds. <laughs> Good thing I cut out all the blanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I'll go with my first instinct. Let's go Pitha. Lock in Pitha, mate. Lock in Pitha. Who are you going? I'm going to go Jacobson. Yep. I think he's really trying to make the move up. He reckons he's as close as he has ever been to getting a main game drive. And he seems to be doing all right in this back end of the season. Yeah, well, the Nissan's definitely suiting him. So I think, yeah, you're, you're on with it. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. Main game. You know, I'm going to sabotage his car, though. <laughs> Do it. I've got, I've got Bryce letting me in the pits. I'm going to leave you outside, and then I'm going to go down there. <laughs> She's like, Bryce, I need to go sabotage Jacobson's car. He's like, security will be Why? waiting for me with a picture. <laughs> and I'll be there. Security guy's going, do not let this guy in. He plans to blow up the place. I'm just going to go <laughs> fiddle with their tire, tire pressure gauges and just put them 20 PSI out. It's <laughs> uh, really hard, but it says there's no pressure in it. It says it's, it says it's under pressure still. All right, put more air in. <laughs> This thing's on skates. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so rocket off the line, though, but there's no life in these so, yeah, tires. It's quick, it's quick for half a lap. <laughs> All right. Supercars, main game. McLaughlin for you. Well, you wanted McLaughlin, didn't you? You think he's going to win the championship. I do. I'm not picking him. Are you? No. Why not? I haven't picked him once this season. I'm not going to start now. What if I picked Shane, but... I'll stab you with my pen. 
Because I actually feel the opposite. I feel like Shane's going to win it. My issue is I looked at the results from last year and Shane and well, Shane and Jamie had a shocking day on the Saturday. They did, absolutely. 21st and 17th. Yeah. Jamie 21st, Shane 17th. But then they did a 1-2 on Sunday and Shane would have won that, but he... Yeah, he let... He let yeah, for, obviously. Ob- yeah, obviously, you know, team orders. Yeah, well, team the, orders and it made a lot more sense. Yeah. If Jamie can give up a 15-second gap, you know. Yeah, he was probably nearly out of fuel too. Ah, oh, he must have been, but it didn't know where near as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember when Formula One like, used to stop straight after the start-finish line because they had no fuel? Oh, well, it's still, you know, it's been known to happen, but they oh, tend yeah, to but like you to come back with enough fuel for the test. No fuel, like yeah, when yeah, they yeah. started no refueling and all the cars were running so lean. that I remember yeah. seeing Jensen Button turn the car off straight away and pulled over on the straight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the uh, on the outside of the pit lane. Mm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so are you going Shane? Look at you. You're like, don't you do it, you bastard. You can go Shane if you want to. Who are you going to go then? Win Cup. <laughs> they ain't going to let him win. I know that. Then I'll go Scotty. Because you know why I'm going Shane, right? So my thought pattern behind this, everybody, if you want to listen to all of this, <laughs> my thought pattern is, the reason Shane will win is because he's got two tail gunners. Yeah. Yeah. And Scotty's got Fabs, who's probably going like to be tenth. A rear gunner. Yeah, he's a real tail gunner. Like he's stopping. <laughs> he's stopping you know, like stand away from getting up. Yeah, yeah. Like he does not want, you know, Rick Kelly to beat him. <laughs> like he's really going to hold him back there <laughs> and make sure Rick. Rick just Kelly's going to be faster him. than Kate Fabian at Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Um. I don't like this because I feel like you could get two points out of this. <laughs> but I'll lock in McLaughlin and you can lock in Shane because you've been going hard all season on Shane. All right. And I'll put my faith and hopefully DJR absolutely do a standing it. You know, amazing effort with both the cars and get and get uh, Fabs up there to put a few points in between them as well. Because we're going there nearly tied up, really, realistically. The gap is smaller this year than it was last year. The gap is tiny. The gap was like 35 points or something last year. Win Cup's favour. Yep. Had a shocking race Sunday, uh, Saturday. Had a 74-point deficit oh, on the Sunday. It was, it was done. Like, it was done. We walked in there going, I like I've said this three or four million times on the show. Mitch and I both walked in on Sunday going, I said to Mitch, I'm like, oh, good on Scotty. Yeah. So what happened to this year? Why you don't want to be good on Scotty anymore? I don't know. Yeah, you turned against him this year. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 It's all you that did. American money. Yeah. Yeah. Something about them getting real competitive with your main, your idol team there. You should get a job there, mate. I have to move to Queensland. They don't need an NT rep. <laughs> <laughs> Formula One. Abu Dhabi. Mm. The jewel in the desert. Is Bottas going to get his win? No. No. No, he's too slow. He's too slow. Hamilton even come out and said, I'm not going to give Bottas a win. Yeah, I did see that. I was like, thank God I didn't pick Bottas. (laughs) I'm like, what a son of a bitch. He gave gave him like two wins this year. Yeah. One of them his car blew up. And now he's like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, screw him. I'm not going to give him anything. Uh, He's like, (laughs) Valtteri wouldn't want to win that way. 
I'm like, uh, I'll I'll take it. You <laughs> he'll take that win bonus. He'll take it. <laughs> um, I was thinking Hamilton just because of how badly Sebastian's been going. The only uh, It'd have to be Hamilton for me or actually probably Kimmy. Those are my two sort of picks. I started writing H-A-M-I. Uh, I'll, be ha- I'll be Hamilton. Yeah, I'll do Hamilton. But that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Bottas is nowhere. I feel like Vettel's been nowhere lately as well. Yeah, well, I'm betting on Jacobson and Van Gisbergen winning. Uh, so you're, gonna be, I'm, you're I'm like, I'm going to go care. for a stab in the dark. And you know what? I like the idea of Kimmy picking up I his last win I, for a Ferrari. I just feel like it could be something special there. They don't really need the points or anything anymore. Uh, it, the points are done for the year. So both teams that can relax a bit on uh, their going into this race. So uh, maybe. Yeah, well, I'm going Kimmy. All right. All right, well, that is us done and dusted. If you beat me by three points, I'll have to um, quit my day job. (laughs) I wouldn't quit your day job because your day job is not picking race wins. (laughs) It's back stretch of the season, mate. Come home strong. Strong, strong, strong. Just because uh, Scotty's been, he's not been doing me good. Not at all. Well, they're back on to the soft tyres again. Triple Eight, pretty good at street tracks, but so is DJR. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be a close fight for them both. I think they're both good there. Uh, what about Lounsey on for a race win? Well. Scotty gets a DNF on sun- Saturday. Van Gisbergen wins. And then Lounsey wins on Sunday. Yeah, th- th- they'd let him. Yeah, they'd probably let him win Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't think. This is the, the one the one thing that could be a problem for Triple Eight. If Lounsey is going to win, I don't know if he'll step out of the way for Shane. No, because he's like... Well, well, they already don't like each other. So, I don't know if he will step out of the way and let Chain through. He did it in Newcastle. He did it in... I know, but he wasn't going for a win. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Oh, well. But he's still got Wink Up, one of the best drivers in the field. Obviously, the current number one holder in the car. So it'll be interesting to see. It will be. So we'll be there. And I'm going to wrap this episode up. Yeah. We're done. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have anything you want to write in, um, hit us up on our email address. It's breakinglate at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash breakinglate. Or you can go to our website, breakinglate.com. We'll be back, not next week, the week after, when we arrive back in the Darwin from Newcastle. Yeah. Have we got stubby callers to take with us? Yes, we do. Yeah, there you go. Come so see got us. A couple of stubby callers. Um, I think there's only three left. Really, there is three left. Yeah. So we'll bring them down if come. you guys see us or whatever. Um, come say hello, and you know we might even give people free stubby callers. First st- free stubby caller, free to anyone that goes. Hey, give us a stubby caller. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening out there, if you if you come up at Newcastle, if you recognise us, yeah. <laughs> Come say hello, and uh, we'll give you a free stubby cooler to the first person. Cool. Nice. We'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks. Too easy. See ya. Bye. Bye.